Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale. I'm on with Nick Francis of The Franchise Group. Thank you, Nick, for being on the show. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Lucas. So, Nick, uh, tell me a little bit about The Franchise Group so that the listeners know what you do, how you were able to build it, maybe just some basic insights. Sure. So we started in 2006, uh, kind of started and just grew organically based on need and requests from clients. Um, I have a background in film and a background in graphic design. Uh, so we were m- merging those two mediums uh, and our art director, Tracy, who's still with us today, uh, brought more graphic design as well as web development uh, into the fold. So from there, it just sort of organically grew over the years to today. Uh, we're a 15 person shop. We are a full service strategic marketing and creative agency. Uh, but really what that means is we have a couple core areas that we like to focus on. So we lead with strategy on everything we do from a marketing standpoint. You know, we know if we can't track it to pr- prove, you know, the worth of our wear, you know, that wh- where's the value in having an agency? Yes, completely. And, agree. you know, we we work in a couple key areas, which is around um so full service creative, of course, because there's a creative element to everything we do, but uh, video and events are our two big areas. Video is everything from television commercials and corporate marketing videos, sizzle reels, 2D animation, what have you. And events is soup to nuts, uh, you know, concept to completion on conferences. So we will, you know, do, yeah. do the branding, do all the pre-production, marketing, help get butts and seats, you know, event registration, and then we show up on site and produce an entire event. But then we also do pieces when somebody has a production company they're already working with. We're all about content on site as well. And that's a big core area for us. Like, how can we get on site with all of your customers that might be getting together once a year and really, you know, drive dollars that pays dividends beyond the week of the event? So kind of looking forward towards your next 365 days building towards next year's event. And, you know, what is that content strategy? What can we add? And where can we add value there, whether it's podcasts, videos, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I mean, I'm looking at, you know, the the brands and the uh, content you have on your website looks really cool. I got to ask you with video, we're using a platform to record called Riverside, which actually, I don't know if you've used the new uh, AI features with it, but it's pretty neat. Uh, you basically click like a button and it'll edit the podcast for you. And then it will create like five clips from it. And There's a tool called Opus Clip, which I'm actually going to be checking out, which is basically a way to take like a YouTube video or like a Zoom video or what have you. And it turns it into like little clips and stuff. How do you see something like video production for businesses changing? Has, have you already noticed it change at all? Will it change with AI? Like what, what, what's new? So. I mean, I could put the AI conversation to bed pretty quickly in terms of like our philosophies on it. It's it's an yeah. it's a great tool, right? It's not the end all be all. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of you know buzz around. Is this going to put a lot of folks out of work? I think if you're thinking that way, you might not either you know have the skill set or the knowledge to sustain long term, or need to just flip your script on how do I how do I use this and add this to my tool belt. AI is 
just like Photoshop was, you know, 25 years ago is just like the invention of the Macintosh computer was for, you know, designers. It's like every several, you know, every decade or two decades, there's a, there's a big boom and something that disrupts. And I think AI, we're seeing that with AI, it's just another tool in our tool belt. In terms of video production, we, I mean, you know, we're, we're probably, you know, not the only ones who say this, but like, we just don't want to do things that are boring. You know, there's, there's so many folks over the years, especially in the corporate clients that we service where it's just like a talking head video and it's, you know, and, and it's either like a political decision or just something that we need to get this person on camera talking about X, Y, and Z, but that doesn't necessarily drive, you know, what your goals are or what a call to action might be to get additional clients or, or better outcomes from, from what you're pitching or showing. So, you know, thinking about the documentarian and, and us here at TFG, it's, it's more about like, how do we tell impactful stories that are engaging, especially at the corporate level, which is, can be really hard to do, you know, and how do we keep it succinct and succinct and tight, you know, and condensed down and not turning into this, you know, three, five, sometimes eight, nine, 10 minute videos. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah. And I think, I mean, even if it isn't in terms of replacement, like if we just talk about it from a tool perspective, mm-hmm. how do you think it will enhance productivity from what you're already doing? Is there any aspect of it that you think you'll use, like you started to use Photoshop or Adobe Premiere or anything I like that? I think it'll shorten the project time. <clears throat> you know, we've, we've been using it as a tool in content writing and script writing. Mm-hmm. And it's a base, it gives us a baseline, right? You, you still have to add intent. You still have to add, you know, some level, whether it's empathy or, or tone, you know, that is on brand and on message. And I don't think AI is there yet. I don't know that it will get there necessarily, like specific to each client and what their, like their brand perspective is and how they put themselves out there. And quite frankly, you know, if you just give it, if you just take what it gives you, it's, it's not there, you know, so, but I think it, it shortens your time to sort of create and get the ball moving, especially if you have a client who likes to iterate a lot, it can, it can allow you, you know, in, in your burn cycle starts to build up. Right. I think it can definitely support those, those folks, uh, and just improve the speed and and the quality in which you start to deliver on. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I definitely agree too. I mean, uh, if you, you know, it depends on your strategy. I think too, if you do clip generation, you still need to find like the best clips. And I guess that right now could be a bit subjective in terms of what is the best clip, because I guess even if you have the clip parameters for what defines a good clip, sometimes the social media content that like I push out is based on my own personal (laughs) desire. (laughs) That has nothing to do with like necessarily the best performing one sometimes. So that is, you know, something to keep in mind, I think. I mean, maybe there's a direction this all goes where, you know, just like right now with social media, maybe people stop doing as much AI in like a year, you know? I mean, people are trying to get off social media more and more. Yeah. I I mean, I remember when I was in grad school and, you know, we had a a advertising course and it was, you know, this is back in 2003, 2004. So I'm putting some time between then and now, but you know, we were exposed back then to something like 5,000 ads a day, you know, that's, that's an inaccurate number, but you know, it was, it was something substantial and it's like, who can process that? You know, at some point it just becomes noise. I think AI to your point, like I'd be interested to see where we are at a year from now, 
hopefully we're using yeah. it very, you know, more intelligently and thinking about how, you know, what are the mundane tasks that I don't need to do that this can solve for me so that I can be more productive and use my skill sets better and, and more often, you know, right. I completely agree. I think that's the big key. You know, I think the key is like, how do you navigate as a business owner? How do you make sure that the stuff you're doing is on brand? It's all important. And, you know, when it comes to growing the business and it comes to growing, you know, the agency, how do you guys typically do that? Like what's, is it mainly from partnerships, referrals? Uh, what, what, what's, what, what's work, what works best for you guys? So I, I have a couple of answers to that question in terms of putting ourselves out there. Uh, I'd say we have a pretty strong, we have a strong social media presence. You know, we're very active on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, I spend a lot of time in business development on LinkedIn. So that's an important one for us. Uh, we're starting to pick up more on the, on TikTok just to kind of, you know, have a, have a presence there as it relates to SEO and, and sort of getting more visibility to our website, uh, you know, next generation of folks digest content and look at things differently than may maybe I do and maybe even the generation right behind me. So, you know, just trying to think about all encompassing and how, how we reach those audiences. In terms of advertising, we've never spent a dime outside of maybe a test on LinkedIn or, or Instagram or something just for fun or when they run a promo and there's like, here's 50 bucks and whatever. It's all been word yeah. of mouth uh, and it's all been network. And the same goes for building our agency, you know, where I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, 15 is a, is a great number and that's 10 full time and five, five contract. That's a comfortable number for us. And when I say comfortable, I don't mean like I'm comfortable in, in where we are. Like we're always trying to do more and build and have bigger logos and more exciting projects that we can bite into. I just mean, yeah. you know, yeah. while we've built a strong network of folks that, that, feed our business development pipeline. We've also built a strong network of freelancers and like-minded agencies and, and folks that fill gaps for us. So, yeah. you know, we really rely on those when we need to swell a team to 70 for an event, let's say when we're on site doing, right. doing, you know, event production, or even, you know, we shot a television commercial a couple of weeks ago, that's going to be on Hulu and uh, the new year for a client. And, you know, we had a 13 person crew on that of which I think four or five were our team and the rest were folks that we've just been working with for a long time and built a great relationship with. Right. That's fantastic. I mean, I think the, yeah, definitely like partnerships are a big piece of our strategy too. I think word of mouth, referrals, it's all key. Building a team you can trust with a culture that is really important. Yeah. Do you, um, do you, do you find brand. that folks are scared? Like we used to find folks were scared when they found out like, oh, you don't do all of this. It's like, no, but we're bringing in, you know, like Lucas and his agency to support this one area. Yeah. And folks kind of used to be like, well, maybe you're not the right fit for us. It seems yeah. to change more <laughs> and more now, but I'm wondering what you see in there. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've um, had a chance to check out our, our website in, in detail yet, but we, we're really big on that. I mean, we, we, we basically leaned into it heavily because we have like 10,000 pages that are ranking for like all these different keywords. And anytime we get someone who's like doing, I don't know, 3D rendering or whatever, and that's not something we do, then we just hand it off yeah. to them. So that's kind of like something we've leaned into a lot, but it's good because what happens is when you, when you kind of like the best kind of leads for us are definitely from partnerships and referrals. So it goes both ways, right? Like we'll send stuff out occasionally, but also when we get stuff from our partner clients, they basically will say, uh, or just partners, they, they'll just say, Hey, I work with this really good team and I want you to meet them and all that stuff. So that's kind of where 
I, I definitely have seen that both the partners might be scared because they might think that the client's going to be scared and then the client themselves can be scared. So like everyone's sure. a little scared. But I think once they do it once and they just get like in the habit of making that said or known, then it becomes a little bit better. And plus, it's usually better to handle it that way than to just subcontract a lot of companies without mentioning why and like who they all are. Definitely a little bit more transparent. And so we'll have like some people who just work with us on like all of our projects who are like auxiliary services, like, you know, like uh, Facebook ads, like we don't really do that as much internally, but we'll have like an auxiliary team who handles that. And that's, that's really important. I think for all service businesses, partnerships become like a key part of scale at a certain point in revenue. For sure. You know? Yeah, no, that's smart. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Well, I mean, I think, you know, for, for kind of where you guys are at in the business now, I mean, where do you see some of your biggest opportunities and like, what are what do you see as some of the big challenges like coming up that you're trying to work through as you're growing? Yeah, I'd, I'd say challenges are always, you know, it's because we have clients that are, you know, global as well as, you know, we have national accounts. I think for those, it's scarier for a smaller agency because, you know, we try to have three or four big logos at one time always. And then we keep an active roster of anywhere from 20 to 25 clients at a time because that's what feels manageable for us across all our teams. Yeah. So it's always interesting what's happening globally, right? So like we've heard threats of a recession for two years now. Is it actually going to come to fruition? <laughs> you know, so that's always something that's in the back of your mind. <laughs> You know, I think we, I think we all, you know, we're both here as, as are many others. I think we came out of COVID, you know, thankfully, and, you know, figured something out that was working. And I think that was a good test because a lot of folks, you know, were in the same ocean, you know, in, in their own boats, of course. But, you know, I think folks were dealing with a lot of the same thing. So it made it easier in some regards and also helped people gel a lot quicker and, and find out, you know, how to sustain and grow your business and how to not be too comfortable. And I think that's a place that we like to sit and talk about a lot is like never be comfortable. You know, it's been since 2006. So, you know, we've seen, you know, we saw the the market tank in 2008, the housing market, you know, and that affected, that didn't affect us until 2009, 2010. And then, you know, we saw a little bit of an economy dip around 2016. And then, you know, now we're dealing with what we're dealing with. And I think it's just a good check to make sure that you're always innovating and thinking about the next thing. And for us, it's just about, you know, we want to be consistent. That's our biggest thing and our, our claim. Like we always want to be consistent and we're not afraid to push back. You know, I would say those are the two things yeah. that keep folks coming back because we're not a, we're not pushovers. We're not just going to satisfy what you think is the best idea. We're going to ask you why you think it's the best idea and really try to arrive at, is right. this the right solution? And do you actually know that this is the right solution or is there something else you should be doing? first, you know, like someone comes to you and says, yeah. I have a video, for instance, that they want to get out of their CEO talking, but their website's from 2016, you know, like maybe right. we should address where people are going to end up first yeah. before we go and do this other thing over here. I know. You know, so that's, the you know, key. for us, yeah, again, it's just all about not getting comfortable and making sure we, we're always innovating and always consistent and always asking the questions. I love this. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Nick. I appreciate it. And, um, if anyone wants to find out more about you, partner with you, work with you, where should they go? What should they do? Uh, yeah, so they can find us on LinkedIn and on Instagram at The Franchise Group. Uh, and it's also thefranchisegroup.com. And if you click over to our contact page, we've got a fun little page over there that you, has a form on it and some interactive elements that you can mess around with. I love it. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of How to Scale. 
I'm on with Nick Francis of the franchise group. He's been able to grow a team, about 15 individuals, and work with about 20 to 25 clients and do some amazing projects, full service marketing. Works with a lot of people. Looks like he has a lot of part, different partnerships too. So if you are got any referrals or people you think could be a good fit for his company, definitely reach out. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Thanks, Lucas. Appreciate you. Talk soon.